You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shearer, and my guest today is Laura Osborne. Laura is Director of Marketing at Centera, which is a company that provides solutions for capturing and delivering agricultural data. Laura, it is really cool to have you on the show. Super excited to be here. So let's get right into our topic, which is one that I think is germane to anyone in B2B marketing, which is proving the value of what you do. And I think this is especially important in uncertain economic times. So first, kind of paint the picture from your perspective of of the issue here, you know, how B2B marketers are evaluated and maybe, you know, what's challenging about that? Yeah, I think that that's a great question. And I think what we see is for a B2B marketing perspective, you're predominantly targeted based on revenue. So you have revenue goals from a SaaS company perspective. Typically, you have a marketing originated revenue target of about 30%, which means that you also need to have substantial pipeline that are generated based on the leads that you are capturing and the deals that they then turn into. And while that's a really good way to provide a quantitative number to it, it's super challenging because you don't have people who come to your website that immediately go into a deal cycle. So when you're just looking at the revenue numbers and how marketing is driving revenue, you're missing a huge piece of that picture. And oftentimes, especially when you're talking to executive leaders, they don't have the patience to hear about how many impressions, how much awareness. They just want that hard data of understanding the revenue and how you're impacting that. Okay. So so what do you do about that? I mean, so so what is missing from that picture exactly? You know, what yeah. what is it that marketers need to to find a way to communicate? Yeah, I mean, I think it's great to be able to tie marketing back to revenue because right there you show the value, you show the impact that you're able to have on the organization. But it also leads to some challenges because, like I said, you're leaving out the most important part. How are you getting people to your website? How are you getting people to your content? How are you capturing them? And then how are you nurturing them along the way to make sure that they are warm leads that you're handing over to sales? And then there's also that aspect of, yes, you have a a qualified lead, you hand it over to sales. It doesn't mean that it's going to go into the pipeline right away. So there's also an aspect of marketing there. So I think it's really challenging to be able to tell that full view of what you're doing from a marketing perspective and have that understanding if all you're doing is tying it back to revenue, which like I said, is often what people only have patience to hear because they don't understand how it is all connected together unless you paint that picture for them. Yeah. And so so tell us more about the picture that you need to to paint. You know, like it, how, how do you how, how not only do you paint that picture, but do it in a way that the leadership is like, oh, OK, I get it. That's a different kind of value or a different way of measuring. Yeah, I think it all lives within that data. So the reason why they latch on to the the revenue numbers is because that's data that's easy to understand. Once you start going into funnel numbers and you start talking about impressions, a lot of people outside of marketing don't know what that actually means. So you have to educate them. I think from my perspective, what was kind of a, a changing point in my career is when I started building out attribution models, when I started to map out the funnel and have clear stages. Yes, everybody knows about the marketing qualified lead. 
everybody knows about the sales accepted lead and the sales qualified lead. But what happens before that? Having a step for marketing accepted lead. That's when you have a lead that enters your funnel. You have an email address, so they're accepted by marketing. Marketing engaged lead. That's when they're interacting with your content. They're downloading things off your website. They might be engaging with you on social media, whatever you can track from a marketing automation perspective. So once you can map that out and then have an attribution model to understand how many leads do you need to enter? Like how many email addresses do you need in order for you to nurture, in order for you to get to that qualified state and starting to apply the data around that instead of talking about it in loose terms, which we like to do in marketing of, yeah, we had 400,000 impressions on this blog that we posted and you know we did see an increase on website visits. Put the numbers behind that. You should have a CTA at the end of that blog post. How many people click that CTA, how many people filled out that form that you had linked and having that data helps to tell that more complete story. Okay. What about, are there ways to tell that story beyond the data? The data is obviously super important. Are there other kinds of data or, or, you know, like other ways to kind of prove your value? Yeah, I think it's it's good from a, a social media perspective. And when you're on the phone with customers, you get their feedback. On social media, you can see what that engagement looks like. You can see the comments people are leaving. Even if you have comments turned on on your blog, for instance, you can get that feedback from the market and share that from a qualitative perspective as well. You know, when you do have the opportunity to speak to customers or prospects in the market, take those tidbits and share that. You know, being able to tie it back to the customer, how you're Mm -hmm. serving the customer and providing the insight that they're interested in, that is just another point that you can have in your tool belt to try and prove that value. Okay, so that kind of more anecdotal evidence, voice of the customer type evidence. Exactly. And I know sometimes that's scary for marketing teams to hear because that just feels like one more thing that you have to do. But any time that you can latch on to that, you know, if you have your customer success team that's sending out a survey, see if you can add a couple of questions from a marketing perspective. Or if you just had an NPS survey go out and you had a couple of tens, reach out to them. They're happy with what you're doing. And on the flip side, reach out to the ones. Get a good understanding of why are they a detractor from a marketing perspective? How could you help? I've done that in previous lives in my career. And we've been able to transform the NPS score just because of the marketing content that we could provide. So going back to leadership and saying, yes, here are our revenue and our pipeline numbers. But oh, by the way, this is the NPS score we had. Here's what marketing did. And here's what we were able to do from an improvement perspective, that's a very powerful message. Yeah. Okay. So what do what would be your response if the economy really starts to take a downturn and leadership comes to you and says, look, we're we need to make cuts. Despite all this stuff, it's still not super clear how you know marketing, like our blog and video series, is driving revenue. We're just gonna have to maybe we shouldn't be doing that anymore, make some cuts. How do you respond to that? I I think you just have to go back to the numbers and be super honest of, okay, if if we have this revenue target for marketing to generate, we know that we need to have this number of MQLs. And I know that the blog is going to generate this number of engaged leads, this number of accepted leads. I'm going to get people top of the funnel through my blog channel. And if I don't have that, here's the impact that you're going to see from a revenue perspective. Oftentimes, if you can dial it in and let people know what they won't have, but when you take that away, that can Mm. resonate a lot better. But I think it goes back to that attribution model and just making it very clear of, okay, if we're taking this part away, here's what we're going to miss from a revenue target perspective. 
is that okay? And being able to tie all that back to MQLs from the very top of the funnel is important and often something that we miss. Mm, okay. To, to what degree can can marketing benefit in terms of proving your value by you know partnering with sales in this effort? S- sales, it's it's a lot easier to to show the value, right? We close this many deals. Can can sales help marketing when it comes to proving your worth? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I I think having sales support and believe in marketing is huge. That is often a huge, huge hurdle for marketing to overcome. We all know that sales likes to knock on our door and ask for more. We always don't have enough one-pagers. If if only they had that one video, they could have hmm. closed that deal. Yeah. But being able to have that relationship, being able to get that feedback from them, again, they're going to be your window into the market and being yeah. a partner with them of how can you build that trust? How can you make sure they understand what you're doing? They likely won't understand why you write a blog post talking about a thought leadership topic. They're going to be questioning why the product wasn't mentioned. So they're not going to get the overarching strategy. But if you're able to give a little to them and build that trust and have them understand what you're trying to achieve, it'll go a long way. I think some of my proudest moments in my career is when I've heard sales either say the messaging that I've given them. I've heard them on the phone saying that messaging or when I've heard them share some of the content and get that feedback that this was super helpful. This helped to push a deal forward. So I think whatever you can do to partner with sales to show that you are that strong internal partner and you are giving mm-hmm. them the resources they need goes such a long way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just generally, right? And in pretty much mm-hmm. in all circumstances. But I would think, especially when the economy is a little shaky, very good to have sales in your corner. To, exactly. to help say like, no, no, we still need what they're doing is directly relevant to how we sell. Yes. And if if you can take it a step further and take a look at what is the sales process? Where do mm. prospects tend to get hung up? Do you have blog content or do you have other content pieces that sales can leverage at those points to try and build those relationships to try and get past that? It doesn't have to be bottom or formal. It doesn't have to be case studies. It could just be a topical blog post, or it could be a solutions brief that you have to download. But if you have that available and sales knows how to use that, that goes a long way too, because that's just an asset Mm. that they can leverage without having to tap into your resources. Yeah, that's a great point. Right. In fact, I was just reading an article the, the other day. I don't remember exactly where, but about prospects that get stuck in the middle of the funnel and the role that content marketers can play to have content directly aimed at or channels directly aimed at unsticking, you know, those prospects. And I was looking at it specifically from the point of view of podcasting. I'm like, oh, you know, that's, you have a podcast, invite those people onto your podcast, you know, deepen their relationship. Maybe that'll unstick them and send them sliding further down the funnel. But, (laughs) But that's a good point, right? Yeah. And I think so often we just say, oh, we just need a case study and that'll move them along or we need to find an ROI calculator to show the value. And it's like, sometimes that's not what you need. Sometimes you just need to show that you understand their business, you understand their pain points, and you can do that through a blog post or some other form of content. Yeah, or actually just talking to them. Exactly. Talking to people goes a long way. (laughs) Right. If you can have the right kind of discussion, for sure. That's true. That's true. Okay, so kind of summing things up, what's your advice for marketing teams? Like, what's your main takeaway for teams that maybe are struggling a little bit to prove their value? 
Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is don't shy away from the data. I think oftentimes if you are more of a creative marketer, if you're somebody who has a lot going on and data isn't your strength, that often goes to the bottom of the list and you deprioritize that because you're busy with other things. But take the time to dig into the data. Not everything is going to show that things are going swimmingly, but at least you'll have the data and you can start to understand where you need to focus, how you are supporting the business. And when you do have those tough conversations of cutting budget or taking a look at cutting programs, the proof is in the pudding. You have the data in front of you to be able to say, no, this is impacting revenue in this way. And showing the way that it ties back is so very important. So definitely start there. Take some time, whether it's just blocking your calendars an hour a day or a couple hours a week. Like just take that time, dive into the data, paint that picture so that you're ready to have those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So actually one final question, and that's how can people connect with you? Yeah, definitely. You can find me on LinkedIn, Laura Osborne. I would love to connect with anybody. So definitely head on over there. Shoot me a message if you want to talk more. Love talking about marketing, especially as you look at attribution and how to prove the value. So open to any conversations. I hope I hear from you all. All right. Thank you so much. It's been great having you on the show and really enjoyed our chat. Awesome. Thank you. You as well. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.